tree and we're doing this now this week and we're going to intro the podcast why don't we just do a podcast about like i don't know maybe we just get drunk and do a podcast when you're getting drunk so i am getting drunk yeah i've only had ha- half half she's only had half of a fucking four four shot with we're getting drunk we're getting drunk we're getting four drunk. fingers deep <laughs> That's what this podcast is going to be called. Four. This episode is called Four Fingers Deep. Four Fingers Deep. And even if you disagree, I'm going to upload it and call it no, Four Fingers Deep. No, I don't mind. Deep. Four Fingers Deep is, is the right amount of fingers. <laughs> no. <laughs> the no. right amount of fingers. Uh, hello, everyone. Hey, everybody. This is Murder Most Irish. It's Emma. What's wrong with you this week? I'm a little drunk now. Jesus. I'm a little maudlin. Oh. What happened this week? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Nothing, you no, I'm so fine. Down? I'm actually joking. Jesus I'm fine. I've had Christ. some whiskey. I'm okay. You are so red. Sarah was at the beach. Shut up. I wasn't <laughs> at the beach. I was socially distancing <laughs> at Listen, home. everybody's at the beach. I was at the it's beach. It's fine. Everybody's gone to the and beach. And honest everybody's to God, out. it was a joke. I got a parking ticket. Why? What? Yeah, because I parked badly. <laughs> badly or in the wrong place? I deserved a parking ticket. Ah, did you though? Uh, yeah, no, I did. I will, I will not be disputing That's it. not like you. Um. Yeah, no, I got a parking ticket. First time in my life. That's not like you Actually, at all. Actually, uh, blessing in disguise, cars in my husband's name, so he got a parking <laughs> ticket. Um, <laughs> and when it comes, he'd be like, I don't know what that yeah. is. Why did you get a parking ticket? Um, because, podcast right now, um, okay, so, because when I got to the beach, there was like no parking, and oh. I was like, well, everybody else is parking here, and there's no sign to say that I can't park here, Shit. but it did disrupt the path. Uh, of like people going in is of it? the footpath oh shit so um, but how, everybody got a parking ticket how much ticket. is a parking ticket I think it's 60 quid mm. um, but listen that's one dress for me yeah it's like one dress but honestly it didn't like I came back and I was like we got a parking ticket and I was like okay I wasn't like oh, I got a parking yeah, ticket yeah you weren't busy you weren't going to start screaming no because I was like life. you know what we're in a park there's a shitty place to park and listen on that uh, we went to Donna Bay Beach beach Donna Bait bitch! Donna Bait bitch! <laughs> we need to make t shirts that say yeah. Donna Bait Donna Bait bitch! <laughs> and um, it was fucking bananas. I figured it would be. Um, Michaela came then later, yeah. and well, my sister came then later, and she had to park like a good 25 minute walk up the road. Oh, fuck it that. It didn't noise. bother her, but she's super fit. I would have been like, I'm, I'm just like, gonna, oh, no, I'm just gonna like. Well, when she came to the beach, I was like, where'd you park? And she was like, Back at home, and I walked the rest of the oh, way. Shit. And she was like, it was so far away. Did she get a parking ticket? No, because uh, she was on a grass verge and she wasn't in the way. And when she was walking up, she was saying, because I just got in my car and drove off, and was right. like, do you want to lift your car? And she was like, no. Really? Uh, yeah, she's super fit. That's amazing. Not really- I saw people jogging today. Today is a million degrees outside. It is. And I saw people jogging, and I was like, I, I am equal We drove parts. to get chipper together, like, so it's oh, not as if nice. she's that fit. What'd you get in the chipper? Uh, she... This is so boring, but I don't fucking care. What'd you get in the yeah. chipper? I got a smoked cotton chips. That's all you can get when you're at the beach. But can you not get a sausage? Well, you could if you wanted. I like, love a battered you? sausage. No, if you go to the beach, you get fish and chips. Why? Because that's what you do. Because you've been out at the beach all day, looking at the in the sea, swimming in the salt water, being like, "Oh, look at that fish!" So you're and then going, like, you're going into their home, yeah, and then you're gonna leave their home and go, "I'm gonna kill your kind and yeah, eat and you." Eat it and it's fucking delicious. Would you not get a sausage? No, I don't like buttered sausage. I love buttered sausage. I bet you do. But the only 
<laughs> the only place I like a battered sausage from is where I'm from. There is a man that uh, that goes down into the car That's park a, in yeah. our village every weekend, and yeah. he parks his little truck and he makes fast food, and it's the fucking nicest stuff. Yeah, do you know why it's that the nicest stuff? stuff? It's probably the, it hasn't changed the oil in seven it, years. It hasn't changed the oil. The nope. oil's not clean, <laughs> and that's why it tastes delicious. Beautiful. Yeah. There's this weird chipper. Actually, this just turned into the chipper podcast. Right, it's the chipper podcast. Uh, there's this weird chipper out in Port Ran, which is the next beach after Donovan. I've never heard of Port Ran. Um, that sounds like an IRA hangout. It's Port Ran or Port Rain. It's P-O-R-T-R-A-N-E. No, I've never heard of that. Um, and there's this like family run chipper out there. Oh, it's good. Fucking amazing, but it's the weirdest chipper I've ever been in my Why? life. Well, the two, but the two men that Easy. own it look like ZZ Top. I love it. And they're brothers. I love it even more. And they drive, they have a car because the, the chipper is on the house. Oh, so they, oh. And they have a car that looks exactly like the ZZ Top car this from. This is amazing. Give me all your money. Yeah. And in the chipper. Go. It's just Native Americans <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> what? And also circus uh, ornaments. That's their aesthetic. They're sticking to it. Yeah, no, it's honestly, it's the most bizarre. And they don't take cards. Will you bring me there, please? Yeah, I really want and to they have there. jellies behind the counter. <gasps> and it's the greatest stripper I've ever had. But it's also when you're in there, you're like, this is so weird. I need to go to this I'll bring you, I'll bring please you. Please do, I'd love yeah, to go. Yeah, no, I'm going to take pictures and put it up for the podcast. <sighs> Free promotion. It, it's where the chipper is, if anyone's familiar with Dermot Bannon, mm. who I love. And he, yeah, he's my husband. He's a husband. Um, he did a house for the local caravan park there. There was, do you remember that episode? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Port Ram. Um, and I they think were like, it, oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. they were like us two sisters. Yes, I know what you're talking and about. And it was like their family. That's very pretty. Yeah, their family caravan park, and their mother lived with them, and they had like a little boy. Um, good and, yeah, and I know, could you imagine? Good afternoon, good evening, and good, good night. night. No you way. Imagine? Not in your fucking life. No, I'm putting my man at home. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, you're going in at home. She ain't coming to live with me. I don't know. That's my mother does the, uh, uh, reverse psychology thing where she goes, I don't mind if you put me in a home. My mum kind of says that It'd sometimes. be okay if you, but you know, deep down inside, she's thinking, if these cunts put me in a home, when I die, I'll haunt I you. I think I'd, I wouldn't mind being in a little home. I think you'd be fine in the yeah. home. Some people wipe in your hole. You'd be delighted. Yeah, be grand. That's like, and I like your uh, dream. Yeah, I like Someone the community aspect. Of wipe it. your arse. Of, I, no, that's not. The, the no, because you'd be in there going, do you know how to chop a carrot? Yeah, uh, that's not do how you, you put. Do you know how uh, to? Can you put some maple syrup <laughs> in that carrot and throw it in the fucking oven? <laughs> Don't be fucking steaming the carrots. <laughs> like. I tell you now more butter more butter yeah more fucking butter I'd have to be bringing you'd have to be fucking pushing butter into me like I'm going to visit Sarah today I'll bring four pounds carry gold how old is Sarah she had a stroke when she was 57 from all the butter she, she ate do you think we'll be friends in the world yeah oh I don't know I don't know you it might depends be. on what way you turn out why does it depend on how I turn out because I'm perfect oh my god and I'm very funny. Ladies and gentlemen, she genuinely <laughs> believes this, by the way. She's looking at me in the face so seriously right now. Oh, uh, I am perfect. <laughs> in every way. No, I'm not. Anyway, that's the end of that. Yeah, that was a very boring intro. We were talking about chippers. I don't have any housekeeping. Do you have any housekeeping? I thought I did. No, Emma, I'm going to be completely honest and completely real with the people, the 12 people that are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I had housekeeping. I did. I had something. Did you? I did oh, nothing fuck. this week. Oh, yes, I do. Last week we asked everybody, oh Jesus Christ, I'm so drunk. Last week we asked everybody if they wanted me to do a mystery 
or a murder. And, and everybody picked mystery. Really? Yes, I got like touch. people on Instagram were messaging me saying, do a mystery, do a mystery. And then Aoife said, do a mystery. So I was like, and what did Graham say? Graham who? Graham, your husband doesn't contact me. He, d- he sent us an email. Graham did? Yeah. I didn't see it. Right, because I sent him an email say? saying, suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it. I have to go back and look at that. He okay, said, I didn't see um, that. it's called... Murder most Irish, no, no mystery most Irish. Irish. Well, Graham, fuck off. That's and I my said, you know what? That. Now, no sex for you for a month. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and we're having a great time. <laughs> but yeah, people picked mystery, so I was. I actually had started the murder, and then people were saying mystery, so I was like, mystery. Fuck it, I'll do. I'll do the mystery. Anything else happened to me this week? I saw uh, for the first time in my life my friend Michelle, who's a vet, sent me a picture of a dog with a prolapsed vagina. Oh, my dog Sheba had that. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't know if this should make it to the podcast. I don't know, but I just thought I'd say that because it's the first time. My first times, first time I've ever seen a prolapsed vagina. Yeah, but here, uh, uh, what? It was like a. I know what it looks like. Sheba, my dog. It we looked had like to get um, put there. a fillet steak. Yeah. She, she, she fixed her. Michelle's a great vet. Go Michelle and, is the best. Michelle Mavani, don't know her number. Look her up on the internet. Bring I don't know. She to wants her. this free... She does. She's great. She, no, she's a great vet. She's a fantastic vet. Um, but uh, I don't know if she wants... Uh... No, she loves sending me pictures. Every now and again, I'll open my Instagram and I'm like, oh God, it's a picture from Michelle and it will be something, something hanging out of an animal, something that's been fallen out of an animal, an animal one leg haven't been taken off. Usually it's like intestines. It's, yeah. And I'm fascinated with it. I know you are. I honestly, love it. Michelle, I think you're a great human being. <laughs> if you... Sarah would die if you said that. I think I'd just be like, just, just no need. I love it. I don't want to be a vet. Whenever I didn't train to be a vet. <laughs> so therefore, I don't want to see these pictures. I of what happens live for these pictures. And I always am like, what is this? Because she doesn't... She does this thing. It's a tease. She sends a picture and then she doesn't tell you what it is. And you have to guess. And you're like, what is oh, this? Oh, well then actually maybe I might what be interested. What is this? Because when she showed me that, I thought it was a tumour. It looked like a tumour. And then she was like, no. Prolapsed vagina, Emma. Oh, how old was the doggy? She didn't say, but she was re- it was a little boxer. Oh. Mm, and she was gorgeous. She was absolutely gorgeous. Oh, poor baby. With her little prolapsed vagina. Oh. Mm. 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 Did you watch anything? I did Do you know what I watched? What? The Sinner. It's good. I've Everybody in work was talking about it. I'm on the first season. Did you like it? Yeah, I'm in. I'm down. You're in like Flynn? I can't, I can't stop watching it. Is that the one with Jessica Biel? Biel. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Bill Pullman. Fun fact about Jessica Biel. Go. Anti-vaxxer. Is she? Mm. Oh, well, she's a cunt. She's <laughs> not on the second season. <laughs> She didn't anti-vax her kids and they killed her. No, um, she, uh, yeah, she's an anti-vaxxer. I didn't know that. I found out recently. Oh, really? That means Justin mm. Timberlake's an anti-vaxxer also. Justin Timberlake is a fucking cunt. I cannot stand his smug little face and the way he dresses. Look at my, my tight jeans and my iron sweater. Fuck you, Justin Timberlake. I have to say now. You're just I, saying this because you want to disagree with no, me to piss me off. I like Justin Timberlake. What do you like about him? Here's what I like about him. Go. I like his shit. You know what you like about him? Music. You like Pharrell Williams. That's what you yeah, like about I Justin like Timberlake. I like when any ordeal. That's it. I like when Pharrell and any ordeal were like, hey, Justin. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate the him. Way. And I hate that he works for McDonald's who are an evil corporation as well. He does, but I love McDonald's breakfast. So, hey. You're just lovely. You love evil corporations. I yeah, I know. You, Sarah, mm. loves an evil co- Like, I love a battered sausage. 
Sarah loves an evil corporation. Everything is so hateful and horrid at the moment that, like, all the corporations are horrible. I don't have anywhere else to shop anymore. Um, yeah. Have you any other news from this week? No. <laughs> got a doggy. She got really sick. Lucia, but she's okay now. Yeah, she's much she's better okay. now. She's okay. She's fine now. Um, don't give your dog raw food. Like, why would you give your, an animal raw a ba- meat? Like, a baby dog. Like, a puppy. Like, mm. a little baby shoving raw fucking meat into the... Anybody, like us eating raw meat is dangerous. We can get parasites and worms and things. Like, yeah. it's a baby. It's like a I'd love a worm, but just to lose a bit of weight. Just a, what's uh, the one? Stone. What's the one? Tapeworm. I'd love a little tapeworm. Just in and out. Uh, how do they come out of you, though? It's not through your arsehole. Not anymore. How do they come out of you now? You take, like, a tablet and it dies. How long would you have to you have shit it in? <laughs> um, you take a tablet and it dies, and then you... You poop it. you poop it out. Um, but years ago, you used to, have to coax it out. Yeah, what heck? There was something I was watching a while ago. You had to starve yourself. That's what it was. That's and what it was. And then you like coax it out. Listen, don't do tapeworms. Don't you coax? You need to put all this out. Yeah, cut this all out, Colin. Cut the entire intro. Out. No, the intro is fantastic. I think we should start again. No, I think we are being real with the people. <laughs> the people need to know who we are. None of this. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Sarah Jane Sam, and we're talking about murder. No, that's okay. not what's happening. All right. I'm not even talking about murder today. Oh my god, you're not! No, and I had, li- I don't want to tell you something. Go on. I had a little tear when I was reading about this. <gasps> had a little tear. Why? So it's like, this is how I'm going to die. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it's like, so I can't be sure. Look on in my future. Why did you have a little tear? I had a little tear because it made me, the whole idea of it made me very sad. Like the whole, the mystery is like, wow, this is crazy. But then the whole thing behind it was like, oh. God. Okay, is... now I'm in. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like. I listen. I when you said what mystery it was. Yeah. I know bits about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I never cared Had enough to into read it. anything yeah. about it. Because I didn't, and then I was googling um, mysterious deaths in Ireland, and this came up, and I was like, oh, this is good. Like, it's not a murder, obviously. I've said this ten times. It's not a murder. This is mystery, most Irish. Miss, did you see this? Um, unsolved mysteries come back to Netflix. I saw that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wonder it'll probably be shit. Do you think it'll be shit? No, I think it's going to be great. It's and it was a great, great night. Yeah. The original producers involved and the producer of uh, Stranger Things oh. are doing it together, and it's all over the world. It's not just America. That's crazy. Yeah, well, that's good. The American ones were always like, "When well, did the husband did it?" Ninety-nine percent of the time. Yeah. And then she was on a horse, <laughs> and she died of arsenic poisoning. <laughs> it was a mystery, and the husband's like, "I don't know." It's like I that episode know. of uh... "I Got a Million Dollars Now." <laughs> it's like that episode of Conan that Bill Hader did, where he's talking about. Uh, oh, and, and then she snapped, <laughs> and then she snapped. They had a perfect life. They both lived in a boat and had nine dollars in their bank account. That's my favorite thing. They had everything, <laughs> and then. <laughs> She, she snapped. snapped. Yeah. She had a dream of being a waitress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we start? Yeah, sure, why not? I'm getting progressively more drunk as I do. Colin, cut my coffee. Fuck's sake. I'm like an old woman. Colin has to cut a lot of this Colin's out. Colin's going to have to cut so much of this out. I'll sit with him when he's doing it. Okay, like, good put job. Put that out. Um, okay, shall I start? Go. Hmm. So I... <laughs> I'm going to talk about the mysterious case of Peter Bergman with two N's. Peter Bergman. Bergman. Uh, so I got all my information from an amazing Irish Times article by Rosita Boland. If you get a chance to read it, it's so good. She wrote it like, 
I was on the edge of my seat. Oh, really? It was really good. Yeah, yeah, We yeah. should call this podcast Murder Most Plagiarism. I love it. Because literally I was like, copy this. I wasn't Rosita, no, I wasn't, I promise. Um, and an article from Vice by Francisco Garcia. Vice? Yeah, Francisco. You Francis- hate Vice. I know, but I found it, so I was like, I'm stealing it. Okay. Francisco Garcia, he's American, and he actually flew to Sligo to like go around and him. talk to people. Yeah. What a bleeding <laughs> And two podcasts. Um, episode 10 of Cold Case Detective and episode 27 of Unseen Podcasts. Cold Case. It's just like Cold Case Files. (laughs) (laughs) So on June 16th, 2009, um, a man named Brian Kinsler and his father, uh, Arthur Kinsler, drove to Ross's Point Beach in County Sligo. I have never been to Ross's Point. It's very pretty. Is it? Mm. I just looked at pictures that looks really pretty. Um, People uh, do like triathlon training there that's exactly what he was doing according oh. to the Irish Times article Brian was training for a triathlon mad bastard mad so he was running on the beach uh, Brian's father was walking along the beach and saw something close to the rocks oh. um, Arthur discovered the body of a man who quote appeared to have drowned and was lying face downward on the sand Ar- uh, Arthur said he touched the man's ankle to make sure he was dead and his skin was cold as stone so as Arthur said um, there were no footprints in the sand where the body was found so the man's body had washed up to the shore Thus begins the mysterious story of Peter Bergman, the two ends. Do you want to know something about Arthur? Go. Arthur found him and he said a little prayer. Oh, Arthur. Yeah. Listen, I had a little tear. This is a... T- this is a- yeah, so his son <gasps> um, <gasps> did CPR. <gasps> and then they were like, well, we can't... Like, he's he's gone, obviously. Mm. And uh, I've seen... Because obviously I, I know a little bit about this. Yeah. Um, I've seen a little clip where Arthur was like... Arthur and the son were standing together and Arthur was like... And then we... Uh, did what you should do, which is uh, said the Lord's Prayer. Oh, Arthur. Uh, yeah, just God bless him. Everybody is very sweet on this story, I will yeah. say. Like, everybody's very kind. Just because they live in Sligo. It's true. What else to do? Fucking dead in this fucking dead soul Dubliners, the whole lot of um, <laughs> From what the Guardian and journalists can gather from CCTV, the unknown man's journey began in County Derry on June 12th, 2009. He boarded a bus and arrived in Sligo at 6.30pm. The man was described as tall and thin um, and he went to a taxi rank and asked the driver to bring him to the nearest hotel that he could, like the closest and the cheapest hotel. Um, the driver said he brought in the man to the Crucine Lawn, I think that's how you pronounce it, but seeing as it was a busy Friday night, the hotel was at full capacity. The driver then brought him to the Sligo City Hotel. <coughs> so I said here, yeah, just to note the Sligo bus station is only a 10 minute walk from the town centre, so he must not have researched where he was going to stay in Sligo because I was thinking when we go anywhere... <clears throat> we like well I'm super picky Google but not only that we Google how, how to get to the train station how yeah. to get to the train station from train, like the hotel to the train station like we check all our routes and make sure we like if we get bus the train taxi walk you know that way yeah. but he didn't seem to do any of that he just kind of I would be really anxious getting on a boat on a bus and being like when I get there yeah. I'll figure out where I'm going to that's sleep. what I'm saying it seems like he Aww. just kind of was on a whim almost not even maybe not on a whim but it, he didn't really think about that side of it um the man signed in at the hotel reception as Peter Bergman and gave an address of, oh God, Anster Tersen, 15, 4472, Vienna, Austria. Oh. And according to the hotel staff, he spoke with a Germanic accent and he paid for his stay in cash. So there was no cars it's from involved. Vienna. Vienna. You know what I'm going to say? Shell. Oh, Vienna! <laughs> we went to Vienna, so I don't. Oh, jeez. We went to see a um, an exhibition that... I went to see a Wes, Wes Anderson, Anderson did, exhibition. Which was awesome. And that building was 
stunning. Like, yeah, absolutely but they, beautiful. for some reason, thought I was going to steal some art. They kept following us around. Like, they weren't following me, they were following you, because when I met up with you, remember we kind yeah. of went and I met up, and that little woman was like, yeah. on your ass. I did when I go in, when I went in, made that really loud <laughs> statement about this is what colonialism gets you <laughs> as a museum, because they had tons of shit mm-hmm. that wasn't theirs. Because mm-hmm. in Ireland, we don't have anything in our they museums so except much for some fucking... Like, Bog mummies and some yeah, stone. They had like so much Egyptian art. Tons of Egyptian. Yeah. No, like everything that museum was like yeah. colon- from colonizing. But yeah, they followed us around. Followed me around. And then I had. I don't know what I was going to steal. Vienna sausage and I had um, horseradish. And remember, I was sitting across from me. I ate some of the horseradish and Sarah, I honestly thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. <laughs> it went up my nose. I couldn't even look at you. I was like, if I just tell Sarah that I can't breathe, I'm going to die because I ate horseradish. It took about five minutes for me to be like, like it just went. <sighs> Right up your nose. Like every eating airwave when what it's cold. I, I can't remember. I think you got the same, but you didn't ask for the an airwave when you're cold. You know when you're outside in the cold Jesus. and you eat an airwave. That's hyperbole inside That's your face. That's what my face, my whole head was like. I was like, I'm not. <laughs> I could not breathe. You could smell the inside <laughs> of a dog's oh, arse. I swear to God, it was four miles so away. Bad, like, <laughs> um, so when the guardies spoke to the hotel staff and asked if Mr. Bergen had gave us gave a form of ID, staff said he did not, and they did not ask him, which is really weird. This is only 2009. So whenever you go to a hotel, they're like, not even a form of ID. Like you have, like whenever we go anywhere, they're we like, you have to give a card, give a card, but he paid with cash. So usually when you pay with cash, they'll ask for ID to be like, what's your identification? I'm trying to think if we've been somewhere, <clears throat> I'm nearly sure we've been in a couple of hotels where I've paid with cash. Yeah, they haven't asked for ID. But like the guards were saying legally, they're not legally, but like it's what they're meant to do. They're meant to ask We went to, to Vegas, we paid for cash and they took all of our ID. They did. We went to New York, we paid with cash in a hotel in Times Square, which is a shithole. And I, when we went to Brooklyn, I paid and they, they asked me for my passport. And we had to give passports. Yeah, but like that's the thing. And we've usually had to put, even though we paid with cash, we've usually had to yeah, give yeah, a card yeah. as well. But they didn't ask him. So he just, like it could be me going, oh, my name is... Lula blah 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 like they didn't even they didn't even check they didn't give a fuck they didn't give they a fuck they just wanted the money they wanted the money Peter was given room 705 for a four night stay in the hotel is the hotel still open? it is don't stay in room 705 no it's fine no, it doesn't sound like it's going pers- to be fine I personally would stay there but if you want to stay there um <laughs> Sounds like shit happened in 705. No, as I mentioned earlier, uh, through CCTV footage, the Guardi were able to piece together Peter's stay in Sligo, which is equal parts bizarre and sad to say the least. Um, According to the Irish Times, Peter left the hotel 13 times and each time he was seen carrying a plastic purple, sorry, a purple plastic bag that seemed to be full. Every time he returned to the hotel, he no longer had the bag. The Guardi have stated that they are unsure of what Peter had in the bag, so Detective Inspector John O'Reilly saying it does not show on any of the CCTV footage where he disposed of the articles that were in the bag. So he went out, this bag full of crap, came back, nothing. Um, but he does surmise that he believes the bags may have held personal effects. So every time he left, he would have this purple bag full of stuff, come back, he had nothing. And they don't know where he put it. They can't find so, it. He would like, to that end, if he was wandering around the city, yeah. and he was emptying his personal artifacts, he must have been looking at CCTV. I think so too. That's what I was thinking about it. Um, on June 13th, the day after Peter arrived in Sligo, <laughs> I have so many typers in this, I say in sling. He went to the post office at 10.50am. Here he bought eight stamps and some airmail stickers. Detective O'Reilly has stated that it, uh, there could have been a chance that the transaction in the post office could have led to identifying who Peter Bergman really was as he bought airmail stamps, which means the guardian could have figured out who he was sending the letters to via CCTV. 
However, when the Guardian got the CCTV footage from the post office, it had not been saved. So they went into the post office and they were like, can you save this on a, yeah. a, an, a, a USB key drive key. thingy? They were like, yeah, no water. Saved it. The guards brought it back to the guard station. There was nothing on it. Then when they went back to the post office, the, the post office were like, oh, it's been deleted. So they couldn't get it. Oh, man. <clears throat> so after he went to the post office, um, he walked around the town for a number of hours and returned to the hotel for food and a cigarette outside. So, according to Francisco Garcia in Vice, Peter was very polite to everybody, but he kept himself to himself. So, he was nice to everybody, but he... Like a true German. Yeah, they kind of was like, he wants to be by himself, we're not going to bother him. Why, Austrian? Austrian. Even with the amount of CCTV footage available in Sligo Town, Peter was never seen disposing of any of the contents of his bags, posting the letters, um, where I thought that he actually might have posted them when he was at the post office, but they didn't have the CCTV footage. Like, they were like, he didn't go outside to post them, I'm like, you don't have to go outside to no, post letters. No, he post them there. He literally posted them there. Um, or using a mobile phone. He had no phone. He was also he also never met up with anybody. So the entire time he was there, he was by himself. Okay. Oh, this has led Gardy to speculate that Peter was aware of the cameras and may have had some sort of military or police training. Um, but he was almost able to hide in plain sight. I don't know if that's a bit of a stretch with that's the police and military training. But that's a stretch. That's just the guards being like, make up something. Yeah. To make us sound like we're not incompetent. But there was like there was CCTV footage everywhere in Psycho. And it was almost like he was picking and choosing Bins. what they could see, if you know what I mean. Oh, okay. That kind of way, because like the fact that they could not see where he was putting the stuff like the stuff that he had in the back. He, they just couldn't figure it out. To this day they can't figure it out. So um So where was I? So on Sunday. The third night Bergman stayed in the hotel. He left left the hotel and went to the ten, town's only taxi rank. He asked the taxi man, a man named Jared Higgins, to take him to a place to have a swim. So Bergman had a map and pointed to Strand Hill. This part made me really sad and I don't know why. He just had a little map. Okay. And he was like, I want to go here. And I don't know why that makes me so sad, but it does. I know it's stupid. I shouldn't be sad about this. But anyway. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with being sad like, about it. I mean, it's a sad story. Yeah, it's just like the fact it's not that he, like he didn't have anything planned, but he knew this place had a beach. So he was like, he got a map and was like, I don't know where the bus station is to the hotel. I don't know where, but he knew this he wanted to find this a beach. beach. Yeah. So um, Higgins suggested, uh, oh, sorry, he wanted to go to Strand Hill, but apparently that's where surfers go. Hmm. So Higgins suggested Ross's point instead. They agreed and drove to the beach. Um, Higgins described Bergman as chatty and that Bergman told him he was from Austria again. Um, Higgins also remembers the gold tooth his passenger had. So he had like a really prominent from like one of his like what do you call? Uh canine. Canine, yeah, his was gold. Fuck um, bling bling. He got a grill. <laughs> he got a grill. Uh Jared remembers driving around Ross's point with a stranger, but Bergman never actually got out of the car to swim. I wonder if he's Jewish. Around. Maybe actually, yeah. It'd be common for like Jewish That's people true. of that age yeah. to have gold, gold teeth. In, in like Austria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so they got, they drove around Ross's point, but he didn't get out of the car. He just wanted to have a look. That was just absolute conjecture that I just said. <laughs> he then asked Higgins to bring him back to the hotel. Higgins dropped him off and accepted payment of a, quote, brand new 20 euro note. Oh! Brand spanking new brand So he must have taken out an ATM. But he didn't have a card. They have no, no, there is no, because all ATMs have CCTV footage. Yeah. So there's nowhere on anything. So I presume what happened is he got it out of the bank, maybe in another country. But like, there's no any the CCTV footage. There's not a single thing from it. Okay, here's the thing. Go, uh, and I'm gonna say this from my past experience in jobs. Go, uh, Irish. So notes and coin that are made here in Ireland and are mint, even though we're part of the European Com- 
immunity mm-hmm. are specific to Ireland. Yeah. So they denote like Irish teams mm-hmm. are only for all currency within the European Union, only about 20, between nine and 20% of that is Irish. Okay. The rest is all from. The, because we are an island nation. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We, our currency tends not to travel. But other currency comes back in here. So, if he got that note in a bank somewhere else, it wouldn't be an Irish euro note. Yeah, but like, they're not going to know all because the, the taxman obviously spent it. So they're not going to no, know. No, but like... Do you know what I mean? But it's just weird that he was like very specific to be like, there was a brand new 20 euro note, like a shot, you know, that flat kind of, ooh, yeah. crispy. Um, and the first thing I thought was like, oh, why didn't they check... CCTV. CCTV footage for it because they could have easily been like who did the card belong to mm. ask the bank but he didn't he didn't use an ATM so and let's talk it out the post office maybe yeah but then you need to have ID to take it out in the post office not if you have an, AT- an ATM card yeah but if he had an ATM card they'd have who he is Okay. See, see, yeah. yeah. Um, on Monday, June fifteenth, two thousand and nine, Peter Bergman requested a late checkout at the hotel at one p.m. I'm going to tell you a story about what Sarah does. <laughs> So whenever this, we get, hang on, I just would like to say this is a fucking hack. This is a life hack. So whenever we stay in a hotel, te- check out is usually what twelve, twelve, too fucking early. Sarah will do this thing where she'll go, you go down and check out. I'll stay in the room. Then you come back out up after you've checked out, and we stay here till like two p.m. Yeah. until someone goes to clean the room. Of course, me being anxiety ridden mess the entire time, I hear a noise. I said, "Oh my god, they're going to come in. Yeah. They're going to come in." She's having a fucking great time. Yeah. Because here's what you do. <laughs> so when someone comes in, you just say, oh, we were just, we left some stuff in the room. They led us back up to get it. That's it. No fucking um, chambermaid gives a flying fuck. And I as panic. long as the room is clean and you're not like in there fucking, you oh, know. Also, my other favorite thing Sarah Jane does is she goes, you go down. And I'll stay here. Yeah, no, but that's just because you can't... I My fear is that you can't be trusted. No, I can't. I, this is, here, I would leave the room if you left I'm, me there. I'm uh, going to quote Brendan O'Donnell <laughs> as of last week. Um, as a getaway driver, I was concerned that you wouldn't I, do the I job. I would not do the job. And I'd I come back good. up and you'd be gone out of the room. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, this fucking bitch. I honestly would be gone out of the room, 100%. Um, and I don't... Uh, listen, I... Uh, <laughs> We did it in Vegas because our flight was fucking ass o'clock. We've done it in pretty much every hotel we've stayed in. Have we? Yeah. Except France. We left in France. Because we had to go get the... Oh, yeah, because yeah, we're getting train. Charles Gold fucking uh, lunatic of an airport. Oh, yeah, but I, I like that train that you get. Yeah, the train's um, I'm trying to think where else. I did it in... Um, we did it in a couple I've done it everywhere. I've done it everywhere. Yeah, done it everywhere. It's, it's great. It's the best idea I've ever had. <laughs> and it's actually legitimately it is my a life idea. Ha- it is a life hack and I think everybody should know yeah. and do to it. do it. Just go down. Just don't do it with your friend who has anxiety or gets worried about stuff. Yeah, true. Yeah. I went to sleep. <laughs> He then deposited as a key at reception. Um, so after he left, obviously people went Did to Did he not ask for a late checkout? 1pm. Oh, okay, mm. 1pm. Yeah. A fucking hour. That's bastards. late though. That is late, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, upon inspection of the room, after he left, obviously the people went up to check the room or whatever. Um, it was noted that he left behind another purple plastic bag and an unused new suitcase. He had with him upon checkout, so when he actually, when they checked CCTV footage to see what he had, he had another purple plastic bag. So he must have had an abundance of these fucking plastic bags. No, he bags. must have just had one. No, but he had another one upstairs. So oh, they found one upstairs. Jesus. And then when he was leaving, he had another one. Um, a hold all, which is that bag, right? Yeah. And a black shoulder strap bag, so one that goes over. Um, 
So it seems that Peter walked from the hotel to the bus station. CCTV footage of him at 1.33pm shows Peter shows that Peter did not have the black hold all with him and must have left this somewhere and it was never found. So when he left, he had the carry, the hold all, the plastic yeah. bag. When CCTV footage found him, he didn't have the hold all. I don't know what this motherfucker was doing. He was just dropping shit everywhere. Why? Fucking it into the water or something. I don't know. It's bizarre. This is, I still don't know why. Um, Francisco Garcia in the Vice article wrote that at one point Bergman stopped in the doorway of a shop and quote, waited poised like a man about to turn back instead he continued to the bus station now I don't know if that's just a writer being a writer they were like he poised like he wanted to change his mind and turn well, back well I just said he was Jewish so I mean there's a lot of shit being said here <laughs> but still it just made me sad when he said that I was like oh I don't want to see this footage because oh anyway. did you see the footage yeah and does it look like he's yeah, thinking? it does look like he stopped to be like but then it does maybe like the thing that I do sometimes where I stop and I go oh my god did I bring that like it's that kind of thing I'm like oh have I got my phone? Have I got my PKW? I don't, I don't phone keys wallet. Phone keys wallet. No, because you have people to do that for you. Jesus. I, I go, Sarah. Listen, I, I just like to say that um, <laughs> a lot of shit's coming out in the making of this podcast. And uh, I feel very attacked. <laughs> no, I love you. I'm sorry. Go on with your shit mystery story. This is a murder podcast. <laughs> it's called Mystery Most Irish this week. I'm changing the name when I'm uploading. Well, I'm not making a new fucking I'm logo. Call and make me a new song. I'm not making a new logo. That's fine. At 1:42 p.m., Bergman purchased a cappuccino and a toasted sandwich, oh, a toasted toast cheese sandwich. sandwich. I was oh, like, that's yeah. a Sarah. That's a Sarah meal. You get it in an ATM coffee shop at a bus station because that's a delicious thing. <laughs> whenever I see people eating on, whenever I watch TV shows and I see people eating t- toasted, toasted cheese, cheese. I think you. I had a toasted cheese today. I said, oh, thank you. Classic. At the station cafe, uh, whilst there, this is so strange, he proceeded to take out several small pieces of paper from his pocket. He wrote on them. He then tore them up and threw them in the bin. So he was like writing little things, like looking at them for ages and tearing them up and throwing them in the bin in the cafe. It's bizarre. These, along with all of the belongings Peter seems to have discarded during his time in Sligo, were never recovered. So they never found the bags. They never found the stuff he threw away. Obviously, these pieces of paper were gone by the time well obviously this is like an investigation yeah, afterwards yeah Peter then boarded the 2.20pm bus to Ross's point um, so many people a total of 16 witnesses the guard he could find saw Peter that afternoon on the beach Peter walked along the beach with his shoulder bag at this point he only had the shoulder bag so he's dropped everything else dropped everything else everything else is gone never found and spent the day on the beach and well into the night what what what, what was he wearing uh, I'll tell you actually in a second what he was wearing people described what he was wearing so was it hot? yeah but like it was the middle of summer it was June and it was like on the beach so and, and everybody, did he look out of place? and everybody was on the beach where people recognised people remembered him because he so, looked out yeah because you could be on the beach with like 100 people and you, there might be one person that you'd be like oh yeah but like other than that so they did recognise him or remember him sorry or pretended maybe like, yeah I saw him yeah uh, that fell on the news <laughs> uh at 9.30pm, Peter was seen by Dermot and Paul Lahif. Paula, sorry, Lahif. They said they saw Peter walking back and forth with his trousers rolled up to his knees and wearing a black jacket. There was actually a part where they were interviewing this guy where he was saying that uh, he said he was just like walking back and forth and he was like smiling to himself. And I was like, why was he oh, doing this? Gosh. And like he was like watching his feet on the water and he was just like, he said he just seemed like he was completely by himself. like In him, his own world. In his own little world, yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Mm. That's like, did you ever see that footage of that lady in the lift? That shit's terrifying. Yeah. That, that is genuinely terrifying. I've read so many things on Reddit about that. Yeah, me too. Where people are like, and um, people actually go to that hotel. Why? 
I and take the lift up. They're all dead. Not your They've life. They've all died. Not in a million years when I do that. They're all dead now. I would <laughs> evacuate my bowels as soon as I lift into that lift. Not your life. But yeah, I was actually there was a an episode of my favorite murder, our podcast that we're ripping off, and they um did a whole thing. Karen did a whole thing about that, and I was like so fucking disturbing. Because people are like, she was sick and she had bipolar and she was having an episode. And then other people were like, she wasn't having an episode. They think well, she was found in the water. In the water, thing. they think. Oh, here, we're getting off. Okay, right, yeah, let's go. Um, um, <laughs> no, but hang on. She was found in yeah, the water. There's the theory that there was somebody in the hotel that was watching her, like, that liked her. And was chatting to her and getting involved with her, but was aware of where the cameras were. So knew how to avoid being seen and detected by the cameras. And they said that they think he brought her up and drowned her in the thing. Yeah, because the thing was locked from the outside. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is weird. And like, it's very... But then, the thing was locked from the outside, right? Yeah. But if the door is open up top, you're the, like, lo- the handyman for the hotel. Mm-hmm. You go upstairs and you just think that you've left it open. Mm-hmm. And just clo- you're not going to think that anyone She was is- there for three weeks before oh, they found yeah, her. They only found her because the water yeah. started to turn. Like, it's insane. But that's... When I was reading, I, I was just like... Feel that's her family. Could you imagine? Her family. And people have a tendency to disregard it as like, oh, she was mentally ill. But I'm like, you can't just fucking say she was mentally ill because that's what you think happened and then disregard every other thing that could yeah. have possibly happened to her. Okay, we're way off topic. Yeah, sorry. What's her name? Elisa Lam. That's her name. Elisa Lam, if you haven't looked at the story or seen the footage, the footage is terrifying. I watched it one night. I'm alone in my bed. Had to get up and turn the light on. Terrifying. You know, that is terrifying. Yeah. Um, so the final sighting of Peter Bergman was by a woman. At the final 11- sighting of Peter Bergman was by a woman at 11.50 p.m. So he was on the beach till 10 to 12 that night. Jesus. From like two o'clock that day. He must have been starving. <clears throat> he must have been. That's what I was thinking. This time he was carrying a plastic bag. Where's all the shit gone? Pulling them out of his arsehole at this point. Like, I don't know where these plastic bags are coming from. Most people. I don't know if we should cut that out. He's dead. Most people who saw Peter described him as jovial, that he looked incredibly happy to be beside the ocean. It was the next morning on Monday, June 16th, that a father and son discovered Peter Bergman's lifeless body. Aww. So he had a great time in the ocean and then they found him the next day. Um, after the guardie were alerted to Peter's body, he was taken to Sligo University Hospital for an autopsy. The guardie stated that Peter was found fully naked, uh, with his clothes discarded on a rock on the beach. So he skinny dipped, like, he took off all his clothes. Took off all his clothes? Yeah, and went, went swimming. So he just, like, it feels like he just wanted to fucking be in the water. So, his, what was found in his pockets? So, 140 euro in notes, 9 euro in coins, a packet of tissue, aspirin tablets, plasters, and a bar of hotel soap, right? So when I read that, I was like, oh, I must have been from the hotel in Sligo. Turns out this bar of hotel soap is from a hotel that they could not find. They could not find this hotel. I was like, what? Is he a time traveler? That's so what was your name of the hotel? I can't I'll get it. I was meant to write it down because I found this after I typed all this out. useless. I'll find it. But yeah, you can Google it. Um, but they were like, this hotel soap, they couldn't find where so it was from. He had a bar of soap from another from hotel another and hotel, they couldn't find. They could not find where this hotel was. Like it had the name of the hotel and they could not find where this hotel was. So I was like, immediately, time traveler. Yeah. He was a hard hitting investigation right here. Sam and and Ziggy from Quantum Leap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was no ID or wallet found, once again. Isn't it sad in Quantum Leap that he never made it back? He didn't make it back. Also, I was thinking Peter Bergman has more money in his wallet than I would have in my wallet. 140 euro. 140 euro. I'd never have 140 euro. I would quite often have money in my account, but in my wallet. Really? Um, I never have cash. Yeah, and I regret it because I go places and I'm like, fuck, this would be so much easier if I just paid for some cash. I know, but listen, if you're a shop and you're only taking cash, or if you're a business and you're only taking cash, then you're hiding what you're taking from the government. Sarah's making like, accusations here. Accusations. 
instigation. If you go to a nail salon and they don't accept card, it's because they are money laundering. And they're dead fucking right. Uh, all those poor people in there working illegally. Not illegally, but like for like so for little nothing. money. Pay your staff properly. Yeah, and give those people some tips. Everything is awful. Your toes are rotten. You're manky fucking... I wouldn't go to a nail people because my feet are disgusting and I would not put someone through that. I go all the time. And you don't give a shit. Well, I look after my toes because I go all the time. That's true. And I give them... I usually tip quite handsomely. Handsomely? Yeah. She tips handsomely. I tip very handsomely. <laughs> um, yeah, no, because those people... Jesus Christ. It's hard, man. Yeah. Like, anyway. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't touch anyone. I touch your feet all the time. Yeah, but I'm in pain. <laughs> Jesus, okay. <laughs> Clive Kilgallen conducted Peter's autopsy. Of the autopsy. Even though Peter's body had been found submerged in the water, there was no sign of a water drowning. The cause of death huh? was instead an acute cardiac arrest, or in layman's terms, a heart attack. So what? he had a heart attack, he didn't drown. He drowned, he had a heart attack, and then he died in the water. And he washed up to shore. What? So he didn't drown. Because immediately when I read this, I was like, he drowned. He didn't. He had a heart attack. He had a heart attack? Yep. It seems that Peter went swimming late into the night and waited until he knew it was inevitably going to happen to his body. And there's a reason for that. So he just had a massive heart attack and died. Because there's no water in his lungs. So he knew he was going to have a heart attack. Mm. How do you... Uh, okay. I'm, I'm fucking gripped, man. <laughs> so through the uh, autopsy, the medical examiner discovered that Peter had terminal prostate cancer. Oh. So he knew he was dying. The Vice article, now, the Irish Times article didn't state this, so I don't know if this is true. The Vice article also stated that Peter had signs of previous heart attacks and only one kidney. So he had a lot of kind of... The, heart, the previous heart attacks thing is true? Yeah, and then only one kidney. So I don't know if that's true, but um, yeah, he was he was dying. That's what made me sad. Because like, mm. mm. the cancer was so advanced <clears throat> that the Kilgallen stated that Peter Bergman only had at most weeks to live. Oh. The cancer had progressed to his bones, lungs and chest. No substances, banned or otherwise, were found in Peter's toxicology report, meaning he must have been an extreme He must crane. have been in agony. He was in agony with the aggressive progression of the disease. Peter was not taking any medication to help this. He had aspirin, that was it. So he was like in agony. Oh. It was in his bones. Like. Yeah, bone cancer is horrific. Well, like, obviously, I'd, I've never had it, but, no, but people. Yeah, that have it's had it. My, my uncle had bone cancer. It's horrific. Jesus. Yeah. My and grandmother he, had bone and, cancer. And my uncle was on so yeah. much medication. It's in your fucking bones. This chap was walking around. With purple bags? Yeah, with purple bags. I don't know what the fuck he's doing with the purple no, bags, no. but like, yeah. Peter Bergman was buried in an unmarked grave in Sligo Cemetery in September 18, 2009. So he died in June. He wasn't buried in September because obviously they were trying to find who owned somebody to claim his body. Six people attended his funeral. Oh, the Irish Times. That will be you. Yeah. Honestly, this I'm reading this, I'm like... My life. The Irish Times states that Peter was buried in a grave bought by the HSC used to bury unclaimed bodies. Peter was buried with one other person and a third person will not be added. This is in case Peter's body is to be exhumed if any of his family come forward to claim him. That's sad. I know, it's awful. Like, buried in an unmarked grave. Is... I would just like to stay. Go. I do not want to be buried. Cremated. Yeah, but like... Stuffed, mounted, over Graham like this. Yeah, I would... I have a couple of requests first request if you're going to cremate me Mm -hmm. do it in a fun way how do you do it like a viking burial i would like to uh cremate you and then put your ashes in like uh some sort of gun that we can shoot it into the air and then play our favorite sound yeah so i'd like uh that so if you could 
do that. Okay. Or put me inside some fireworks. Okay. Or make me into a diamond. Because I just... <laughs> yes! <laughs> Who's going to have this diamond? I don't care. Just Once make you me are a diamond. One. I'm a diamond. I... forever. <laughs> I think bury, burying someone... I think that's... Look, listen, you're dead, so you don't know. But the whole concept of it is so bizarre. Every time I've ever lost anybody really close to me... Uh, the bit that always was like the hardest bit and actually maybe this is probably the hardest bit for everybody yeah. was the bit at the ground in the grave because like uh, you put them in the ground and then everybody's and then crying and then you just walk away yeah. and they're in a hole it's yeah. so bizarre although I've been to like a couple of like cremation yeah. ceremonies or crematoriums and I've only been to two Um, they're equally as difficult but there's something nice about getting that urn yeah but then the whole time I'm like oh my god they're in the urn you know I'd be cool with that would you yeah I don't know how I feel about anything how, what am I doing with you because obviously I'm the next kid the garbage show me the trash the next kid why would you be yeah no you probably wouldn't be, be actually Mexican. I was going to say why would you be and who else would be yeah yeah you'd be my next kid and I'd be next kid yeah you could be my next kid you can be my next kid I want you to play that sound throughout my entire film she really liked cats Colin if you can find this noise will you put it in yeah you know that siren that shut, goes shut 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll explain to Colin what the siren noise is I want to put it in at um, the end after we stop talking I just want that noise to be the siren what am noise. I what am I doing to you when you die just, just I don't know I think I'm going to die like this I don't think you will I, I think like I just die like that. saw myself in Peter Bergman to be honest with you I don't know I honestly don't know how did he know he was going to have a heart attack I think it was almost like he was He. I think that there is a thing where you know you're at the end like there has to be where you're like, my body is giving up. And if I go in this water at 12 o'clock at night with no clothes on and I have terminal cancer and I have a history of heart attacks. Like, do you know I'm, what I mean? I'm not smart enough. I'd be like, <laughs> I haven't. I'd be like, uh, this, I don't trust that that's what's going to happen. I am eternal. So <laughs> Sarah thinks she's never going to die. No, I just would be like, I... And I don't think I'd be able to stay under the water to drown myself if I could swim. Obviously. Yeah, like that's saying when I initially read this story, I thought that he had committed suicide. I thought he'd and commit, he had drowned. Well, he did commit suicide. Kind of did in in a way, yeah. But I thought that he had drowned. But then when I read that they were like he had a heart attack in the water, like he knew he was dying. I know somebody that I knew somebody oh, that God. had a heart attack in R. the R. water oh, really? when he was scuba diving in Egypt <sighs> with his wife. Imagine being like dying, not only drowning, which is horrific, but like a heart attack and you're like, I know I'm not coming out of this. Like, Yeah. But he was with his wife in the water by themselves. Oh, Sarah, that's horrible. Yeah, it was really horrible. And they were like, they were like the sweetest couple. I want a Viking burial. Yeah, I want a Viking burial. On a boat, shoot an arrow into me. Open flames. Can I shoot the arrow? I'm really good at archery. Just make, watch Kathleen's face. She's like, I fucking knew she'd do this. Yeah. I knew she'd have to be, my mother, I knew she'd have to be different. Yeah. She'd have to be different. She'd have to be different. Yeah, I'm going to do that and then I'll blow, uh, like, foghorn. (laughs) (laughs) We now have this all on record of how we both want to be buried. Yeah. So this has to happen. And I have to make you my next kid. And I want to play Purple Rain. Graham. You know. (laughs) You're not my next to kin anymore. I am. We're going to play Purple Rain. Oh, no. Oh, come on. What a great funeral song. I don't know. Because everybody would get into it. Well, I'd be into it. But you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) I got my dad to record the solo. Me too. I would love this. I always thought I wanted to call him to sing at my funeral, but he'd take it way too seriously. He'd be be like, like, I am, this is my moment. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be dead by then. 
He probably will be. Colin's gone before me. Um, okay, sorry, back to Peter Bergman's very sad story. Oh, God. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, after the Guardian had realised that the name and address Peter had given them was fake, they contacted Interpol. This is because more missing case, most missing cases in Ireland are people who someone knew or someone from Ireland. And because Peter was an unknown man and apparently not Irish, they could not investigate the case in a thorough manner. So they went to Interpol because they were like, can you guys try and figure out maybe who this is? Because we don't know. He's not Irish. He's not an Irish citizen. So, um... This is weird as well. So the Guardi could not figure out how Peter had gotten to Ireland and could not ascertain how he entered the country. His name did not appear on any passenger manifests, airline-wise. Yeah, because he gave a fake name. Gave a fake name. But where was his ID? Um, and at the time, there were no identity checks on foot passengers on ferries from Britain. Isn't that weird? No, that's not weird. Like, is that still the way? Because uh, I haven't gotten on a ferry before. I, Do you need ID to go from sure the UK to Ireland? Fuck yeah, but now, I mean, this is 2009, right? But now, because around the time I went on the hop. But do you think now that you have to? No, because it's... Uh, That's so dangerous. I, well, you have to have... You can get on a boat now with like a bus pass as your ID. Okay. But like... But like right now, say I had no ID, I had nothing. Could I get in a boat? As far as my I ticket? know, no. You have to have something with your photo and your name on it. But in saying that, I know people... That have like other people's bus passes and just train. get on the, get on the bus. And yeah, they just get on the or bus the boat, or they sorry. get on the train. Um, like, I said, they could you could use that as a form of ID because I was thinking it would be perfect for serial killers to be like, how do I go under the radar? Yeah, like when I that I mean? time I went to England and um, I didn't have any ID with me. That's like if mad. anything had happened to me in London, I would have been like per Peter Bergman because I presume in my head that everywhere like. Once it's like external travel that you have to have identification. No, not between England and Ireland. That's crazy. You used to be able to get on to on Not anymore, Brexit. Yeah. No, I uh, well Well, they don't need um, you anymore, so anyway, I know you used to be able to get on a Ryanair flight with a bus pass if you were just going to England. Yeah, no, I remember reading that before, like that you were able to do that, but I think it's bizarre that you can't because I always presume. But anyway. Sure, look at um, the Guardi could not figure. Oh, I said that. Sorry, Peter Bergman's case remains opened and is still a mystery. The Guardian and Interpol have DNA, fingerprints, and pictures of Peter, but no one has come to claim to know who he is. They actually took a picture of him during the autopsy, and it's Post-mortem. online. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, the Guardi have surmised that maybe Peter knew his life was coming to an end and wanted to spend it alone. By no oh, shit, Sherlock. So sad. He had nobody. Like, and he was just walking around. So I go. Well, maybe he did have somebody. And I thought what I thought initially was happening was I thought maybe the cancer had gone to his brain, and this is why he was acting bizarrely. But it hadn't. It was only in his lungs and his bones. And not only that. Otherwise, he was incredibly lucid. Yeah, and also you know I will I mean? say this: I had a very dear friend that committed suicide when I was younger, and the day before and the day of, he was the happiest I'd ever seen. That's it. Yeah. Because um, like they do say, because I had a friend in college who committed suicide, and I remember two days before he committed suicide, he came over to our apartment, and they say people say goodbye. You know, he randomly came over to our apartment, and I was like, "Why is he here?" And he stayed for ages, and he was chatting, and he was happy, and he was smiling, mm-hmm. and then two days later, he's dead. Yeah, no, my friend was like, um, which is incredibly sad, because I think there is that presumption if someone's very happy that you're like, "Oh, they're doing, they're doing well," because yeah. it's almost like a, a ruse for them yeah. to be like, "I'm not," and I'm. Um, I'm so sad. And he was like, my friend was like organizing his birthday party. And we were like making lists. Oh god! And he was Sarah. like, "I just feel in a much better place." Like he'd suffered with depression and like had been unwell for quite some time. And this was like he was saying that he was like coming out of it, mm. but it like he was saying goodbye. Maybe this was ha- maybe, and this- he was so happy. That's the thing. It's because like- when I got the phone call from work, yeah, 
because they, they he hadn't come to work. Yeah. And I would have been the person in work that knew him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, like this dude never missed work. Yeah. And I was just like, I like if it had been like a year earlier when he was going through like really depressing, really episodes, horrible times. Yeah. I wouldn't have been shocked. I know it's horrible. No, I get it because it would have made more sense. Yeah, but That's I was just thing. like, I like well, obviously I like was devastated, but I was like, I just I was convinced when work rang because I wasn't in that day. I was convinced he'd had a bike accident. Oh, okay. And I was like, no, like he just, something's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. had a bike accident. And then when we got to the house, that wasn't the case. That wasn't but the case. yeah, like he was, like when That's I say, thing, and this guy sounds like he was. He, they, the people were like, he, he was, was at the like, beach and he was smiling. happy and smiling. So, you know, mystery aside Maybe from he who knew, he was. Like he was living in pain. But he knew he was dying. Like he, he knew, like they, they said the cancer was progressed so much that they don't know how he was walking around. Oh. Like, and then the other side of that is like maybe it was the human spirit to be like I'm gonna this is the I want to go to the beach I want to go to the ocean in Ireland and I want to have a good time just the, everything surrounding it is so bizarre his behaviour is bizarre do you know what I mean yeah but anyway it's very sad um Detective O'Reilly, who was looking after the case, stated, It's one of those mysteries and it has created so much curiosity and speculation in so many places over the years, including my own mind. There are so many unanswered questions that will probably never be answered, but the one I would love to get answered is, who was Peter Bergman? And that is the story of Peter Bergman. And I actually Googled to see if there was anything else had happened since. No, nothing happened. But the only thing that has happened is that there's this uh, guy who is trying to get every single division, police guardy division in Ireland to have a specific department that looks after these cold cases of mysterious people gone missing. And he's using Peter Bergman as an example. So he's going around Ireland mm. to every guardy station just being like, we need to do something about this because there's so many people that are going, that are yeah. finding dead and they don't know who they are. Most of them turn out to be Irish, but like people, people like Peter Bergman, like this man's buried. Nobody's claimed him. You know, there's loads. There's actually like there's loads of Reddit conspiracies about it. Tons. There's so many. Water conspiracies. Most Hang of them. On. You never said anything about his clothes. Oh yeah, he cut the tags off his clothes. Yeah. And he was wearing clothes that they could like work back to where there was one German brand that he was wearing. And then most of the other things he was wearing was Nike. And what's that? Is it Lacoste? Is that what it's called? Yeah. But he cut the tags off all his clothing. So like bizarre little things that he did that I'm like my husband cuts the tags off his clothes is that because it irritates him it's because you're weirdo because sometimes I cut the tags off the back no, of it's, my clothes because it irritates my back and stuff he says it because it irritates yeah, him yeah yeah so I get that but yeah it's just like he was he was he was actually doing very well to keep him nobody knows who he is so he was doing his utmost and succeeded and nobody finding out who he actually was so that's I think that's why the guardie were like we what's think, the point that's the thing it's like What's why the conspiracy, theories? the conspiracy theories are that he was part of, this is one of the major ones that he was part of the military and that he had done something very wrong and he was trying to get away from what he had done and knew he was dying so he just went to Ireland there's other conspiracies <laughs> the one that I was laughing about as well is the time traveller one and I was like it's ridiculous so people are like think that he might have been a time traveller and I was like he's not a time traveller um, why the, did I think he the was a time traveller that's it. That's it. They're like, why is no one can find hotels him? Hotels change He's names not, all I was like, the yeah, time. I was like, it's not. And there's, ho- oh, there's hotels that exist before the internet. Do you know what I mean? So, but there's also like hotels. Say, um, Powers Court Garden Hotel. Yeah, that was the Plaza. Yeah, it was the Ritz. There's loads towns, hotels and towns that change names. They the change names all the time. Avoiding and the they text. keep they keep the shit inside yeah. them. Um, there's also a documentary I didn't watch this but I'm going to called The Last Days of Peter Bergman I watched it um, and there's I was reading like loads of people have travelled to Sligo 
to, to like travel his spots that he went to. I'm like, why? Why? This man was dying of cancer alone. This is not a fucking vacation. It's not a pilgrimage. Like, beyond like the, the the strangeness of the case, he was a very very sick man who obviously wanted time by himself to die, but just his actions throughout it are what people are like. What the fuck was he doing? And nobody knows. And to be perfectly honest, which I don't think we're ever going to know. No. I don't think anyone's ever going to claim him. There's pictures online. There's DNA. There's... And I said if he was part of the military and part of the police, they would have had Interpol his fingerprints. Interpol would have been able to. They would have had his fingerprints. But it's... I just kind of... When I was reading it, I kept thinking about him. And I was like... I don't know if he was lonely. Maybe he wasn't lonely. Maybe he was perfectly fine doing what he was doing. Yeah. And you know it, like I mean? there is... A, I mean, it's hard to... Listen, this guy... He committed suicide. Him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He knew. He, yeah. he, that's what they were saying. The guards were like, he knew what was going to happen to his body. Yeah. He knew. Like, he took off all his clothes in the sea at 12 o'clock at night in Ireland. It does not stay this temperature at 12 o'clock at night. I once got into a this place called Color House. Yeah. Um, it's like a ute um, holiday village. Okay. And if you're from an underdeveloped area, shall we say. <laughs> you went to Color. You get to go three days out of the year. Um, and it's just absolute madness and seals. But they have this swimming pool yeah. that's literally just a hole in the ground that's got bricks in it and they've just filled it with water. But it's not heated and it's in Ireland. It's in, I don't know where Color House is actually. Jesus. Um, and you in? Well, we thought it would be funny because like the big thing when you're in Color House is that like you get up to shit. Right. And Messing. Yeah, you get up to messing. Right. So you share it like it's a communal room. Oh, okay. It's like a hostel feel. Right, right, right. But you have youth leaders. And the youth leaders are quite young. Okay. So it's very irresponsible when you think about it. It's like 30 kids, three youth leaders. How are people not joining in And the these three club? youth leaders are like, you know, relatively young. Yeah. Um, and I jumped into that pool at like two in the morning in my clothes. Fuck. When I say my body, I couldn't even say yeah. help me. Because you were so cold. A cold shock. Yeah. That's what um, I was thinking. So like his penis must have disappeared. Right up in there. Ooh. Right up inside, like RuPaul. Yeah, like took a tuck for the gods. Tucked for the gods. No meaty tuck on Peter. No, this is gonna call and cut this out. <laughs> no, leave this in. Meaty um, tuck. I don't want to call it for this podcast. Four fingers deep or meaty tuck. I like. They're four, the two options. Four fingers deep is good. Um, but yeah, I were. I mean, I I kind of hope someone claims them, but at the same time, I kind of hope they don't because I don't there's think a, he but, wanted anybody. Yeah, to but I think there's a like. Listen, I. Uh, it's just pure guesswork and conjecture. Yeah, of like, course. I am assuming that there's a reason he doesn't want anyone to find That's him. That's what I was thinking. Like, um, what did he, I don't want to say what did he do. But, and but, I don't even think it's a what did he do. It could be an insurance claim thing. Maybe. It could be... But it's a very, it's a very personal journey. Like, it's not like he was in Sligo. Like, he did, he well, like I got a taxi to get him to bring him to Ross's Point to have a look around. You know, the writing on the paper thing is what I am, like, fixated on. When he was writing on the little pieces of paper, tearing them up and putting them in the bin. Mm. It's like, what the fuck was that? Maybe he did do something. Maybe he did. But anyway, R.I.P. Peter Bergman, whatever your real name is. Yeah, that's it. Hans Klausman. Hans <laughs> Klausman. <laughs> um. If I was from Vienna... I'd kill myself too. No, I'm joking. I wouldn't. No. I, I'm not joking. I fucking, honestly, most depressing place I've ever been. Vienna is so depressing. Well, well, we went in winter. No, but we went to Christmas time when the Christmas yeah. markets were there. Where people that's just, like literally do you remember big... people were just like staring at us? Yeah. When we were walking I like around the we markets. always include us. It's you. It's, it's not, not me. It's us. When your yellow fucking hair. 
It's never me. It is never Sarah. me. They stare at us. Um, you know, people were really rude. Yeah. It's just and you know who weren't rude? All the people that weren't from Vienna that yeah, were working in the there. lovely restaurants and um, the beautiful places that we went. It was stunning, but there were it's not the nicest place on earth. No, I wouldn't go back. I, also, the place where you chose for us to stay. I honestly thought we were going to die. I was but like, But it was nice. But then when you walked out, you were like, oh. And then the guy that owned it, when I went up to pay for it, he was like, how do you feel about Brexit? And I was like, it's terrible. And he was like, oh. Well, you know, you went, he he said, how do you feel about Brexit? And I was thought, like, he thought he I was thought, British. No, he thought that Ireland was in Britain. In the UK, Britain. yeah. He thought I was English. And I was like, no, I'm Irish. And he was like, well, how do you feel about it? And I was like, well, I think it's a terrible idea. And he was like, oh, here's your key. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's great. We got to stay here for it's three like, days. I'm absolutely going to open that back door and there's a massive Nazi flag in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Cut this all out. <laughs> no, cut this out. <laughs> this is a mess of an episode. <laughs> We're both tired. I'm not tired. You're not. Speak for yourself. I'm wrecked. I have not been getting any sleep because I got a puppy. Got that puppy. Lucille, um, I put her up on the Instagram. She's a little darling and beautiful and fabulous and wonderful and we love her. We do love her. She's adorable. We're, 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 we're in. We're committed. She's staying. She's we're in dog. like Flynn. Our dog forever. Um, I think you did a really good job on this one. It made me have a little tear when I was reading about him. That was very. It's crazy uh, when you start to do the. Um, Jesus, this is long. Um, when you start to do the kind of fucking dog work of it, yeah, how invested yeah. you get? Yeah, like the entire time, and I was you kind like, of get <gasps> upset because that the Irish Times article. Um, the Irish Times articles on everything I read are the best ones. It's so good. Yes, her like, actual journalist. That's why I got really upset because I was reading what she was writing and I was like, oh. and the two guys, the couple that saw him on the beach, I didn't say what they said because I, I would have been completely ripping off her article. But she said the gentleman that saw him described him as almost like a black and white painting. He was like, the sun was coming down and it was dark and he was just like, he had his head down and he was just like kicking his legs in the water like a child. I was like, I can't deal with this. This is so sad. I know he was happy. He seemed happy, but the entire time I was like, he had terminal cancer. You, okay, I'm going to ask something. Go. I'm going to put it out there. Go. Do you, I've read things of people, maybe, I read, actually very recently, I read an interview with a guy who attempted suicide off the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was, he said he spent the whole day getting there. But he said that he spent the whole day waiting for someone to realise what he was doing. And to ask him if he was okay. Yeah. So maybe that's and that if someone for. and so my my point is, do you think he chose Ireland because Ireland is known that's as that place kind of where area. people are like well, every tourist I've ever met or in, who wants to come to Ireland or has been to Ireland is like, the people are so kind and yeah. they ask you what you had for breakfast. But the other side of that is like when the guy was describing him, they were like, he was quiet. He was polite, but he kept himself to himself. So he didn't want to have conversations with people. He didn't want people to talk to him. Like even the taxi man was like, he was polite, but he didn't, wasn't forthcoming with anything. So I don't know. All I know is that if you're sad, go talk to someone, please. Because yeah, no. I don't want to read stories about like this about people. Uh, like, if you like, if you need help, if you need help, it, please, please, there. please, everybody, if you can afford it, go to therapy. There's therapy that you can get that's free. There's like, um, uh, no, there isn't. There is the National Therapy Center in 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 town. Just free sessions. You, it's not with like a registered therapist, but there's a therapist, and then there's somebody who's 
learning how to become a therapist and they're there in the room with them. They're free sessions. They work the exact same way. It's just you're not paying 65 to 85 to 100 euro a week, which a lot of people can't afford. Do they only take like severe cases? No, not at all. Anybody can go. If you Google it, if you just Google therapists in Ireland, it'll pop up. You can go. There's people that will look after you. You don't have to have money to do this. I need therapy. Why are you only telling me about this? Because you have money. I have no money. (laughs) I have only money to buy dogs. And food that and I want food. to eat. Yes. But seriously, like, all jokes aside, there just, there are. Don't yeah, be alone. Yeah, help. Don't just be alone. Please, please don't be alone. Because reading something like that is absolutely heartbreaking. And I don't want it to happen. Any of our four listeners that we have, all of whom I know. Yeah, listen, I'm, <laughs> if anybody needs help, text Emma. Text me. Oh, wait, five now. <laughs> I, I just think you're messing. <laughs> so everybody's like, ah, go on. I go on. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Colin, find that siren noise and put it in. But, um, yeah. This is me shuffling my paper like a news person. Jesus Christ. Um, everybody, thanks for listening. Thank you. And thank you for all your lovely messages and people saying that we're great and they're really enjoying the podcast. I just don't get any of these messages. I don't know how to, ac- I don't know how to give you access to Listen, the Instagram. There's someone's out there, out of our four listeners. Oh, yeah. Tell us how to. I have an Instagram account and the, my... my Anybody listening to this now is saying it. Just Google it. Just Google it. But I tried and it wouldn't work. Murder Most Irish is linked to my personal Instagram account. How do I separate that and then give... Well, I can give you access by giving you the login and the username. But how do I separate it without deleting it? What are you doing on your personal Instagram that you don't want me to see? It's my business. Dick pics. Nudes. (laughs) Nudes of my body. Dick pics. The men send to say, send nudes. I say, okay. Send nudes. (laughs) Here are the nudes. Send a note, Emma. Send um, it to. Have mine never gotten so a note? Have you ever gotten? Well, my account's locked. Is your Instagram locked? Yeah, my all of my social media is yeah, completely locked. Yeah, because I've seen. I've gotten on Facebook. You can get. You can other messages. Have Facebook, but yeah, like. And I've gotten stuff on there where it's like you're such a beautiful lady. Oh my god! And lately, I don't know why, but I've gone through a spat of um clearly like they're cloned accounts but of like um, military men in America excuse me adding me really but, yeah, but her surname is quite um, a common name in parts of America oh well there's a girl I follow on Instagram her name is Jen she's a little sweetheart and she constantly gets dudes like sending her gross ass messages being like hey baby I'm like motherfucker like I don't I'm not gonna get into it because I've had a few drinks don't send women Gross ass fucking messages on the internet, you tiny dicked pieces of shit. I we don't need your shit. No, but I I'd like to laugh at your dick pics. I've never been sent a dick pic, and I will never be sent a dick pic. And I'm quite happy with that. I don't want to see. Your oh, penis. do you know what? what? I was in my head there, just silently being like, "Has anyone ever sent me a picture of their penis?" Go once, once a man, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the story. <laughs> um, from uh, somewhere up north. Oh. Um, did you ask for this? No. But we were we were dating. And he just sent you a picture of his penis. And uh, he sent and he sent it on like this is back in the day, like MSN Messenger. Oh, what were you meant? It was like loading, 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 <laughs> like loading. Fifty six k dollar. I was still oh, living at home with my parents. Hot dog. What's I was like, and immediately because like, and this is like the time before laptops, so it was a desktop. Yeah. And where it was situated in my bedroom was like, if you walked past you the just door, see that you just see if you, you could just in. see. I was like, Jesus! I literally was Jesus <laughs> Christ! And put my hand on the screen. But yeah, oh. um, and then he um drew around his what. 
engorged member. To be like, this is it. And uh, this is yours, baby. <laughs> come get it, baby. Yeah, and then I was like, I'm not going to come up to see no. you anymore. Keep your penis to yourself, sir. Um, yeah. But yeah, don't send nudes if you want. I don't care. I mean, if you're into it and someone's... No, here's the thing. Send nudes if someone asks you for them. Yeah, don't send them just randomly. Just to be like, don't send randomly. Here's my flaccid, flaccid... I don't think anyone's ever taken a picture oh, of Oh, they penis. take pictures of everything. No. They're like, here it is flaccid and now here it is. Wrecked. I do know for a your... gentleman who... That's a, um, that's a term. Yeah. Is he? No. No. Um, who, and you know this gentleman oh. too, um, who once spoke to me about how he takes pictures of his junk for what's the straight uh, dating app? T- Tinder? Tinder. Uh, for Tinder hookups. So he'll like, see, find someone on Tinder. But do women, are, are women like, yeah, go Yeah, on. like, it was never like unsolicited. It was oh, always it was like, like well, once it's, once it's but he But he went into great detail as to how he took the photo and what he did in terms of like. So like, pull the skin, like, you know, they do that <laughs> oh, thing no, where, right? no. to make it look bigger, they like pull their stomach back. Yeah, and it was like of an angle that was like okay, and it was a whole thing like where I was like, oh yeah, there's like you've spent time thinking so about this. much time thinking, but that there's that great scene in Fleabag where she's oh in yeah, a, yeah in the toilets, well in, to, or in the office in thing, the taking office. like unbutton yeah. her top of her. and how unsexy it it's is. It's the most unsexy thing. Um, like if honestly, I, if Graham ever sent me, Graham ever asked me to send him anything, I'd be like, uh, uh, <laughs> I cut this out. <laughs> Have you had a stroke? <laughs> like, uh, I can't go home tonight, Emma, and you'd be like, why? And I'm like, because Graham's become unhinged. <laughs> it's going to kill me. And he's not the same man that I'm at. Graham let. Great, no. I might get a battered sausage. <laughs> no, I might. I'm just thinking. Not because of the dick pics. Oh, not should. because of the dick pics. <laughs> Listen, we're going to end on that. Not because of the dick pics. <laughs> you did. Colin, under no circumstances have you just edited this out. It's because we're talking about it. <laughs> uh, goodbye, okay, everybody. Bye, this is a mess. Bye. Have a, good have week. a lovely week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast show. We love talking about their murders. Man, this one's for y'all motherfuckers. And listen up, yo. Karate podcast, bitches going to punch some dudes right in there. Bitches ever seen a feminist get down? Slamming, jamming to the fuck man sound. Yeah, everybody left move. Cause Emma's in the house with the two cats groove. Sarah's got a kid and a couple of pooches. And when it comes to murder, these bitches ain't truthless. Fuck man, you know we ain't playing. Fellas need to hear what the ladies is saying.